Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Bush League with Beast and the Bear live at 5 today on Civil Radio 101.7 in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, located on the traditional unceded Stolo territory. This is episode 8. I'm your host, Carl Ungren. With me is my illustrious co-host and analyst, Mr. Justin. I'm still waiting on Santa to bring me that Easton Aluminum Stick Orlowitz. Yeah, I want one of those. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, so first of all, you're making me sick to my stomach here. What am I staring at here, Justin? It's a <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Come on, man. You're killing yeah, well, me. Well, you know, everyone, the, the Leafs are in town tomorrow, and uh, that's kind of a big, big game. And uh, it's more for the player I'm wearing it, but uh, as well, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's fitting. It's not like I... It's not like I I want them to lose, but um, you guys know I spent eight years of my life in Toronto. So you acquire certain things in eight years, and this jersey was something that just I kind of acquired. You know I like the outdoor. It's an outdoor. It's 2014 um, Joffrey Lupo outdoor jersey. Someone um, used to throw that in some yellow snow. That's what they need to do with outdoors. I think, I think I've had a roll around or two in this jersey in yellow snow before. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, it gets really cold and snowy out there. You have a few drinks, you know. Yeah, end up in the snow <laughs> for sure. Hey, well, before we really get digging into it, we have lots to cover today. We have great, great show ahead. We got a, an interview with uh, Crazy P today. Really excited about that. Big interview. We got to catch up with him on Wednesday after the uh, huge come from behind win. But uh, we want to mention real quick off the start that hashtag FVMA21. They now have the nominees up on there. But uh, people can use that for anything, right, Justin? Yes, they can. They can take a picture of their dog, their their food. Yeah. Um, they're Christmas lights. Pretty much uh, anything. Pretty much anything, as long as you use the hashtag uh, FVMA21. And that gets you entered in for a chance to for for a chance at any uh, any home game, game. yeah, home the game, home, home game tickets for the rest of the season, every yeah. game, every yeah. game. That's a, that's a big ticket item, you know. And that's uh, you know, and if you're not into hockey, um, well, you're probably not listening to the show. But if, if you're not into <laughs> hockey, you know, they they make a great gift as well, or you know, take dad or grandpa or mom or brother or sister, whoever, you know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, our our IG handles for Bush League are underscore Bush League on Instagram and Bush League Radio on Facebook. So definitely be sure to follow us and, and tag along. You can also message us leading up to episodes if you have any questions. We actually have one of those that we are going to cover later on. Uh, but let's dig into the Vancouver Canucks. So big news today, the 50% capacity at Rogers Arena. Yeah, ouch. Uh, I, yeah, that's an ouch, especially after we just got fired up in this Bujo era and that crowd has been a factor absolutely so, yeah so how much is that going to impact things do you think justin uh well i mean a lot i think i think that's i think that's one of the strong points i mean vancouver is a very fickle fan base and but when, when they're when we're rolling the, the fans get behind them and you know they're they make a difference you know they, they they are we are one of the most annoying fan bases in the world for a reason you know what i mean like you know when, th- when things are going bad you know so you know it's not that great but when things are going good we're we're really Going yeah, we're good, fired you know? up. We got things yeah. on our cars. Right. We got things on our babies. We got things Absolutely. on our dogs. You know, we're fired up. Sounds very so, bandwagon-esque almost. Well, you know what? It's one of those things. Bruce, right? there it is, though, right? Yeah, Bruce, there it is. So let's talk about the Bruce, there it is. Oh, no. I th- <laughs> uh, you know, Bruce, there it is. You know, uh, Ryan Whitney comment on yeah, that. I was kind of spitting chicklets. Our favorite, I don't know, our favorite shows. I don't know how you can hate on anything that involves a crowd getting behind their team, but you know what? He hated on that. He thinks it's ridiculous. I bet Bruce loves it secretly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he does. I think he does. I think it's absolutely horrible. I agree with Ryan Whitney 100%. It is so bad, but it's it's like a funny bad. Yeah, it is. And I don't think anybody did it with the intention of it being like seriously no. good or revolutionary. It was just a joke that's caught on. But it's a rallying cry for uh, Canucks fans this year. Boy, we need something to root for. Yeah, so. we're looking for anything to grasp onto. And, yeah. and you know, six in a row, that's not... Uh, six that's... in a row, one game below 500 now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Moving our way up those standings. Starting to look like a team that might actually get into the playoffs. You know what? Year. And that's another thing. They brought that up on Spit and Jiggles. They said, what are the chances the Canucks get in? And then a lot of a lot of the guys feel like the, a lot of the guys are comparing this to that St. Louis team in 2019 that, that yeah. I've been comparing them to for the, for the last six, seven weeks. That's right. You've called that first. So if that plays up. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to tell. We're gonna have to message Spit and Jiggles and let them know that that we got that first. By the way, and we yeah, have, yeah, we have yeah. audio proof. I think they're just they're they're obviously keen fans of ours. Yeah, they must they must be listening yeah, in. Yeah, and they, they're just you know, replicating. Don't worry, we're listening to you guys too. Oh, all the time. Big fans of those boys. All right, so Brock Besser, five goals in six games under Boudreaux, two last night, you looking think, you great. Do you think the coach had something to do with it, or do you think the coach had something to do with it? Because that, that's a that's a outright. Huge stat. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't argue. The data, the data doesn't lie there. No, no. There was clearly something going on behind the curtains there that we didn't see between the coach and you know Bruce. Bruce said he wants him to shoot more, and boy, is he ever shooting more. Oh, and he's such a beautiful shooter when he's on. He's shooting and he's scoring, and I think that's. I think Bruce nailed. Like Bruce, there it is. I think we're gonna say that probably about twenty times. People are gonna be annoyed at it by the time the, the show's a, over. Should be a drinking game, right? Every time you hear us say Bruce Boudreaux. No. <laughs> Bruce, you know, there it is. Me and my buddy have a have one of those for. Uh, uh, every time we hear reach around on the Canucks broadcast, we have to take a drink. So, uh, <laughs> does, that, does that happen often? Or am I no, it's, it's not that often, but a couple of Jaeger shots later, you know, yeah. not encouraging over drinking, you know, obviously, yeah. but, uh, you know, a couple pops are always good. Yep. Thatcher Demko, NHL star of the week last week for a star. Well-deserved. Seems like everyone's that's supposed to have turned it around has turned it around. Yeah, well, and even P- Petey's starting to play better and getting getting his goals in. Yeah. And I mean, this is a dangerous team when they're all playing well, especially when you got someone like Connor Garland that are, he's he's just he's right there playing great as well. So we haven't, we haven't mentioned JT Miller. No, JT Miller, and he had that big four uh, go ahead goal for the four two last night yep. as well. And JT yep. Miller, great goal to get us back. That was after he was always firing though. To be honest, we've been hard on him, but he he was firing. Yeah, and that that was uh, outside that, of practice anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, well, he's been firing all cylinders all year, right? And so he's bought into whatever programs and put in front of him, and he's a beauty. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but uh, how gorgeous was that come from behind win on Tuesday? Let's not let, last night aside. Tuesday, that, I, I really think this team can do no wrong at this point. Yeah, you're down three nothing, right? And I think all of us were so happy just with the uh, you know the the games leading up to that. We're like, you know what, you guys can have this loss. That's fine. And then they didn't. They just buckled down and went well, at it. That's the way they're playing. They like uh, earlier in the year they probably would have you know just given up and accepted it. But uh, this team is this team's just got some new swagger about them. They've just got some new drive. Like they they're, yeah. they don't they don't, they're never really out of the contest in their eyes, I guess. Because yeah. that's how that's why they're playing. They're just playing out there and they're just letting it fly. And it's nice to see that. That's that's the Bruce Boudreaux uh, way of hockey. You know. Yeah, well, we had a chance to catch up with Crazy P on Wednesday uh, following that game on Tuesday, so we'll play that right now for that interview. All right, we're pleased to welcome to the program the banger of the drum, the keeper of the faith, the one, the only, Crazy P. How are you today, my friend? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so good. My voice is a little rough, you know. It was a crazy game in there last night. <laughs> yeah, so a little rough after last night's win, eh? Uh, how was the energy in the building last night? Uh, I can't believe it, you know. Uh, they've been through such a roller coaster, you know, and those great four w- wins. And, you know, there was a, the third period didn't go their way. And it was like, oh, here we go. And, you know, you, you would, you know, you almost gave them that off. You know, you're like, a, you guys yeah. have been working so hard. Like, we understand this is the emotion, the, you know, the mental and psychological that goes into all of this. And then they came out in that second period. And I'm like, Oh, oh, 
we all just kind of sat back and took a breath. We're like, oh, here we go. These boys are <laughs> hungry. Like, you could see they were all over them. It was, oh, wow. How much then, of that do you think is the Boudreaux factor in the in the dressing room? Uh, I think that's the Canucks. I think that's the coach who's letting the Canucks be the Canucks. And, you know, obviously all these opinions and thoughts I have are not representing the Canucks. This is what I'm thinking, you know, yeah. but uh, you think, it showed sorry, the heart. Sorry to, butt, sorry to butt in. Do you think Do you think it was just the time for a change? Like they just something had to shift? Do you think the dressing room was needed that or? Uh, I, I don't have an opinion, actually. You know, that's that's those people up above. They're making these changes. You know, the, those other gentlemen that left, they had a lot of passion and dedication to the organization and the community. And I'm sure the yeah. whole Canucks organization, organization is grateful for everything they did. And that's the way hockey goes and things change, you know. That's the way sports yeah. goes. And yeah, absolutely. now – now, you heard Stan you heard Stan Smiles touching on that that he even said like it's tough to part ways with these guys that you're they're your friends they're your brothers during that time and exactly. uh, you know organizational changes are always tough and people got to remember that these are people with families and lives and it just exactly. because it didn't work out it's you know things That's we want part of the it tra- they're part bad of people but I, I I just saw that exactly right. And when they came out firing in that second period, it was like, wow, holy cow, here we go. And I think it, it shows maybe a new heart, you know, like, or, or it was incredible. And they were all over them. And then we scored that one goal. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and I said, if we score this second one, we're winning this game. You know, I thought about it. Yeah. I was waiting, you know, to go upstairs in between periods. I'm like, here we go. And wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, I think yeah. Sportsnet, I don't know a lot of stats in that, but I think Sportsnet said it was the first time the Canucks had come back from a 3 nothing deficit in five years. And wow, that's right. That, that shows a lot. The excitement well, yeah. in their faces, you know, you see them playing and how hard and, and they're being hockey players now. And they're, it's a different look of hockey uh, from what I'm seeing, you know, the, the actual types of plays and that and, it was just exciting, you know. It was incredible, and and, and then we go and win it and everything. Like wow, like yeah. I uh, I I can hardly hold up the drum in that third period. Now my arms are like jello. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, it was it was incredible, man. But you know, well, it's like you said, it's like you said they uh, they touched on. You know, there's a lot of us, I think, in, in our uh, armchair quarterback position thinking, you know, like when they got down 3 nothing, it's like, you guys, it's okay. You've been trying hard. You've got four straight wins. We almost yeah. let them, like, we were like, you can have this loss. That's fine. And then they yeah. still came back to win. They still came right. back and got the top ten. Is, is it safe? Sorry, is, is it safe to say the crowd is becoming a factor again? Because we, we were always known, like, when, when Vancouver's buzzing, the crowd gets behind them. You know, is, is it safe to say the crowd's back? Like, the crowd is back to well, making a difference? obviously, those coaches and those gentlemen all do all the hard work, right? They make all the sacrifices for their family, lift the weights, the nutrition. They do all the work. But there is a reason we call it home ice advantage, home court advantage. You know, you, you look at the Vegas lines, and the teams at home, they have an advantage. And I think we help lift them or we contribute. And we do our yeah, part as well to help – to help accent or, or affect that the, all that hard work that all those people put in, I think we are. 
you know, you, people talk about the atmosphere. You know, I, I, we still enjoyed those other games. You know, I know people were upset and stuff, but, I, you know, I tell the cheer people and that, you know, there's a little kid there that has never been to a hockey game. You know, there's people I would see a grandma and a grandson together and smiling and having fun. And, you know, there was kids, you know, I would say to them as they leave, you know, we didn't win, but we had fun. Oh, I sure did. I had a great time. It was awesome, you know. And so it, sometimes it's not all about winning. I know the business and Canucks and all that want to win, but there's a lot of people that have a lot of great times and we're in those games and, you know, some people, it's yeah. their only game of the year and they have a great time and they watch these people skate around and do all this stuff. And I was always having a great time in there. And, and, uh, and I, I agree. But, I agree with you 100%. I, I, I saw a lot of losses this year so far. Uh, and I still, I just love being in the building. It didn't matter. <laughs> totally. Now, for those of our listeners out there that don't uh, get out to the games much, Crazy P is the ultimate hype guy for the Canucks, the BC Lions, UBC Thunderbirds. Did I miss anyone there, Crazy P? Well, I did do uh, the Giants the Olympics. for a while. I like doing them. I was there with Lucic, and we won the Memorial Cup at home. That was pretty, pretty wow. exciting. I was know, at that, that game. You know, I was at right. The- what did they call it? The shift. I always try and get that organized. <laughs> what did he have? He had some hits. He had a fight and a, a hit. I can't remember. Yeah, he had a big goal. Um, he, yeah, he didn't have no. I can't, honestly, it was so long ago. Crazy P, I've been to so many. Right, I know. I think I, they called it the shift, but he was doing everything. He was hitting. He was scoring. He was like, that was a really exciting time. And he's there, the pride too. of East Van too. Yeah. And then I, as Justin, you were saying, I did do the Olympics. I was at. Yeah, that's why I, I was. I was actually I wanted to do the Olympic hockey games. What's that? I said, sorry, I was just doing a little homework on you, and I saw that it started with the Olympics. Is that was that was that one of the big? Uh, was that like a starting point for you? Was it the Olympics? No, it was the the Lions. I started with, and then doing them, and then and then the Giants, and uh, and then I did was out at UBC doing the basketball. And UBC was kind of connected to the Olympics with, with some of the cheer and because of the Paralympics yeah. were out there. And I was trying to get in the Olympics. I was like, man, I got to get in here. How do I, you know, who do I contact? Who do I contact? And I was just like, it's going to work out. And all of a sudden I came back home and, and I heard a message on my machine. It was like, hi, my name is David C. Jones and we're the Olympic Entertainment Committee and we've been looking for you, crazy P. I'm like, shut up. And so I went yeah. there and we had this interview and, you know, I would, where they were, and and, uh, and we talked, and they're like, yeah, we get you. We want a part of this. And they're like, what do you think you want to wear? And I said, oh, ah, Canadian jersey. Great to be on the back. And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're going to be an Olympic stuff. You can't, you can't be, uh, you know, could you imagine getting off the, the, the plane from Russia or Sweden, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of Canadians just yelling at you? So we, we represented <laughs> the Olympics, and we were neutral. But yeah. I, Crazy P was able to be there at, you know, 90% yeah, I remember of the games. Game. And, it, oh, my goodness. You know, obviously the Canadian games were great. But I remember a Monday night with Sweden and Finland, and the Swedish fans were teaching me chants and the Finnish, and we're across that the was, aisle and that, back and forth. And, oh, that was, go ahead. That was, that, was, that was the day where they played the Czechs played the, Rus- Czechs played the Russians, Canadians played the Yanks, and then it was the Finns and the Swedes. That was oh, uh, that was like the super day. I was, was at one all of my three of those favorites. Games. I remember that. I remember that. Oh, 
And then, you know, to be at that gold medal game, what I'm so grateful for that opportunity, so thankful that I was at that game. You know, there's only, you know, 20,000 people that were. And this country was united behind it. and We all watched it. You know, the world was watching it. But I, I was very thankful to be in there. And, you know, I remember, you know, we go into overtime. It's like, ooh. And, you know, then, then <laughs> hey, people how, like, how hard was it? How hard was it for you to keep, uh, well, like, composure and keep cheering in that overtime? With... Pardon me? Sorry to like, keep the, you know, in overtime, it's so stressful on everyone. Everyone came. How hard was it to keep it the composure was. and just keep the crowd going? Well, you know, that's it, right? You, we, uh. We said, where do you want to, where do you want to be? You know, cause we get to move around this, the arena wherever we wanted. And me and some cheer people, we say, well, let's go. If this thing ends, right. We want to be down the, by the goal here. And so we went and it was out almost like we all sat and watched, you know, you were at the edge of your seat. Nobody really wanted to cheer, you know, like we did yeah. a bit, but, and then, yeah. you know, you look on, on my Instagram, there's some photos there. And Sydney and again, like crash right at the boards right there in front of me. And if you look over my hit their shoulder, I'm sitting there, you know, how, like how grateful. And then they put that puck in and the place goes nuts, you know? And then I remember one of my favorite moments is when Crosby is in the lineup and they're going down, giving gold medals and Sydney's got his head bent down and he's looking at it like a little 12 year old kid that just got a, a race car at Christmas or something. He's looking at that gold medal, you know, and how much that means to him. And then the, we had fireworks inside the arena and, and the national anthem. I start bawling. Hey, I'm crying. Like, I can't believe this is so beautiful, you know. It, it was, it's understandable. It was, it was really, it was really special. I tell you, I, I I couldn't believe it. I was so thankful. What a what a day for this country, hey? You know. Yeah. We, it was Absolutely. it was magical walking around these streets after and you know Olympics brought everybody together you know they walk the streets and <laughs> you know people from all over the world you know just uniting you know and, yeah. and even in Rogers Arena you know I have kids in little Boston jerseys and stuff I'm like hey buddy how come you're wearing that well it's grandpa and they're the, the, the mom and dad will say yeah grandpa got to him first you know and yeah. You know, and, yeah, and I'll see those kids in those other jerseys standing up cheering and go, okay, let's go, crazy man, let's go, you know. And <laughs> it is what I try and do. It's about positive atmosphere. No matter what stadium or arena I'm in, that you want to keep it positive and come together and let's celebrate and have fun, everybody. Celebration is a great attitude. Right? That's what it's yeah. all about. But then those those BC Lion games throughout the years, eh? That's where I started 17 years ago, and some of those Grey Cups and and the Grey Cup at home and and the people and the organization, the BC Lions, you know, that, that's special as well. You know, that's, that's where it all started. That's what I wanted to touch on next. I wanted to switch gears and talk to you about the Grey Cup on Sunday. Uh, did you watch the game on Sunday there for the Blue, uh, Blue Bombers? Oh, I sure did. I sure did yeah. before the Canucks game. What a yeah, what a game! So. Yeah, so, I mean, the Blue Bombers took home their second straight Grey Cup. That obviously means the world to everyone in Manitoba. They're crazy about their CFL there. Uh, but it would have been nice to see Hamilton win at home. I think they're now on a 22-year drought for Hamilton uh, with four finals appearances since 2013. Uh, who are you rooting for on Sunday? Well, I, I was kind of neutral. You know, we, we've got Andrew Harris and Big Hill and those guys. and It's a, a great organization out there, and they're working really hard. And, you kind of hope for those ex-Lions, right? But 
you know, you also you're a true Lions fan, then, yeah. You're a true yeah, Lions fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm one team, you know, but. You know, yeah, those, those gentlemen have such big hearts, and, you know, and so does everybody. But you, I know, uh, you know, they're more, uh, I know them a little more, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you, you know. But you're hoping for Hamilton, you know, as well, because winning that yeah. at home is such a special, special feeling. You know, I remember being in BC Place, and that confetti coming down was incredible, you know. But, wow, I hope for a good game. And, wow, you know, back in and forth. Was that 2011 or 94 that you? Yeah, uh, I think that was 11, right? Yeah. Yeah. When we won it at home there, um, I was able to, you know, be on the sideline up in the stands, and you know, yeah, yeah, it was exciting. It was it was incredible to to win it there at home. There was a lot of pressure on everybody, and they they did it. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was a dream come true, and yeah, it was. I was so happy for the organization, and it, it was incredible. But this great stuff, wow. Yeah, it, it it was good, you know. It was in BC Place. I remember, you know, I, I was actually uh, uh, on the field there for, you know, some part of it before I go into the stands. And I remember them introducing the teams and everything. And, and I was standing back, uh, you know, uh, behind the teams. I was going to go out onto the field first, but then I stayed and I watched all the win- uh, uh, the other team go out. And then the Lions, and, and I remember Wally, you know, going, come on, Grace, be there, that's your drum, you know, get that thing going, because you have to be neutral. You can't have, you know, like uh, your own uh, BC Lions uh, uh, announcers and things like that that influence it. It's a neutral venue, even though it's in BC Place. And I remember Wally looking at me going, hey, get that drum going. I go, I got it, coach. <laughs> and I remember running out in the field and looking up, and I do a look around the stadium, and I'm like, holy cow, like there was people in the last row. There was 52,000 yeah. people there. I just couldn't believe it. It, it was incredible. And uh, so, you know, but this this great cup had that. Eh? You see all those Hamilton people and, and the Winnipeg people together. It was, it was exciting. And special teams. You know, I think I heard an announcer say that uh, if you were going to show anybody an example of the CFL, that was a game you could show them. This is what this game is about. The special yeah. teams, you know, the turnovers, the back and forth, and they're not out of it. And holy cow. You know, yeah. It's an incredible. Absolutely, yeah. What a great statement that is, right? And, uh, I mean, okay, so obviously the Lions, you know, coming off a bit of a rough season this year and they've struggled in recent years. What do you think the outlook is for the team and what can we expect from them next season? Outside of the fact that obviously a good time every time we go to those games, but – what do you expect from the next season on, in the standings? Well, uh, I, I'm excited. You know, uh, the, the BC Lions have been putting in a lot of work. Um, we got a new owner, you know. Mr. Yeah. Bailey was an incredible man. He, I believe, helped save the CFL. You know, all the, the, the dedication and heart that gentleman put in. Like, wow, wow, what a true Canadian, you know, that can – you know, save the CFL. There's many people, Bob Ackles and people that put a lot of heart and passion, but wow, we'll be ever indebted to that gentleman. But now we've got a new owner. Here we go. Like, this isn't just a GM or a coach. This is a new owner. You know, and I heard him speak 
after the last game in the locker room. Because look at that, what the Lions did come out that last game. They could have just booked it in, right, and said, all right, you know, we'll see you next year. No, they came out and played. That was an incredible game in there. And But him speaking in that locker room to the Lions after with his family, I was like, okay, all right. You know, he's about family. He's about the CFL. He's about community. He's about this team. I am so, so excited. You know, they're going to do all the X's and O's and all they're going to do, right? You know, but I, I'm I'm just so excited for the Lions. It's going to be incredible. I just heard Ryan Phillips was uh, uh, named the uh, defensive coordinator. What an exciting opportunity for RP, eh? That gentleman's got a lot of heart and passion and, and that defense that we used to have here. I, I'm so excited for him. I'm so excited for British Columbia. It, it's going to be incredible. It, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, the the passion you speak from with the lion, with regards to the Lions. I mean, obviously you're a super fan of all these teams, but uh, do you have a favorite, or is that like someone asking me which of my kids is my favorite? <laughs> do you even what, have? What I have a favorite team? Yeah, of all the teams. Yeah, people I do ask me that. Crazy, you know what's your favorite? You know, I said it's like having kids. I said you yeah. have a whole bunch of kids that you love. You love them all the same. You just love them different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I did. I started with the Lions 17 years ago, you know, and so, you know, that's that's obviously a passion. But, you know, I love all these sports. I love the fans. That's what I'm about. You know, I'm I'm a super fan. You know, I I love them. And I love seeing people and the interaction that happens. You know, there's people like Crazy A, my first fan, you know. She little girl came with a crazy a jersey you know in 2005 or six and she's like i'm your favorite fan her mom and dad and grandpa and all that now she's a you know i think she was about four and now she's you know 20 you know and you know we text you know and there's a lot of people you know ethan or destiny or these people that i meet over the years and those friendships that we we create and and it, it it means everything you know there's there's a couple that i go to the BC Lions. I don't know how it happened, but I would always see them. Older couple, like, hey, how are you? And I'd always come to their seat every game. Hey, Gracie, how you doing? Good, hey. You know, and we we're always trying to have lunch and stuff, but, you know, it never worked out. And, and then this year I came, I'm like, and she was there by herself. And I was like, hey, how are you? And she's like, good, it's so good to see you. And she says, yeah, he's gone. You know, and you know, that I feel that, man. That's why I do that. That's why I do this. It's about love, the sports. It's our community coming together. Life is tough, and, you know, we all get in this arenas, and we together, and we're cheering, and people are hugging it out and loving each other, and they don't even know each other. And we have this common <laughs> thing that comes together, you know. Yeah. I've told this uh, story many a time, and, you know, you know, a gentleman at the Lions came to me and he wanted to, uh, can we get a picture with my son? I said, yeah, let's go. Where is he? And he, as we're walking over there, says he's got brain cancer. And I said, oh, I understand how you you feel, sir. My niece died of brain cancer at nine. Uh, Jessica, you know, we love her dearly. I know what that's like. And we went there and we and we talked and, and the little, little guy was happy and we're excited and we get a photo and everything and and then two games later, you know, I see him. I'm like, hey, sir, how are you doing? Where's your son? And he says, he's gone, Crazy P. 
He goes, but we got that picture of you and him on the mantle, man. We sure appreciate you. And that's what it's about for me. You know, I love these sports. I love these teams. All the hard work everybody's putting in. But that stuff that happens, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right in the field. It's amazing. It's wow. like you're part of it. It's, it's, you're part of it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Now, hey, can I, I hate to, to switch oh, gears from that, but here on Bush League, uh, we primarily cover the Abbotsford Canucks, you know, with yep. a broader focus on the Vancouver squad and other sports-related happenings. Uh, uh, have you had a chance to get out to the Abbotsford games yet? I have not. I've been a little busy here in, in town. I've been wanting to get out there for sure. You know, it, it's exciting that, 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 that they're close to each other, you know, the Canucks and Abbotsford, you know, that the, the farm team's here, right? It's exciting times. Yeah. Are you having a good time in there? Oh, we're having a blast. And oh, yeah. we want to formally oh, yeah. inv- take this opportunity to formally invite you out to an upcoming game. What do you say? You going to join us? Oh, I'd love to, man. I, I'd love to. Do I leave the drum at home and just come, uh, you know, uh, and we'll uh, get it going? Call. That's your call. That's, That's your, your call. call, but I I would welcome the drum for sure. And uh, But there you have it, folks. You need a drum from the seat. To next game very soon. Very right, I, I'd love to come uh, come out and, yeah. and see a game there and see the fans there and uh, yeah, show some love out in Abbotsford. Well, we have a good we have a good section there, section one ten, and uh, we have a blast. So it's starting. It's a very good. It's definitely the best crowd in the in the AHL. Uh, so there you go, the crazy team, the Bush League boys will be turning up hey. the volume at Abbotsford Center at the game soon. We'll keep everybody hey. posted on our Instagram about that and also with Crazy P. Yeah. So so so. so. Crazy P, I know that we've had a lot of uh, jerseys from 1970 to now. We've had at least like six, seven variations of the Canucks jerseys. Out of all of them, I know that you, the current one you got to, is special to you, but is there any other ones that stand out to you that have any meaning to you that, that just that you love? Yeah, I, uh, I love my jersey right now with Crazy P on the back. Uh, that's my favorite jersey. You know, the, the, the way they're marketing now in the Orca, I love it. Um, uh, I do love you know the, the the with the skate, you know with the the yellow, the orange, and the black. It, you know I love that, um, but I, I I do love that old school with the stick. You know just that simple that stick. I I've always loved that jersey. Um, I do love that you know a group of guys come in or people a family comes in and each person's got a different jersey on. You know they're like no you got that one I got this one you know and I love seeing the multitude, and, and, and it shows the history, the rich history of the Canucks and all the stages. You know, I think they do Absolutely. that in the intro, that we talk about the history. You know, it's not just now, you guys. It's not just one game. It's not one season. This is the Canucks. This is our, this is our team, and it's got a rich history with a lot of great games and great moments, and that's it. Absolutely. We're a family, and then kind of maybe that's it. All those jerseys represent the Canucks family. And and I loved seeing them all, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think my favorite be one with my name on the back. They are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are beautiful. It's like it's like uh, Coach Trent Clyde said for the Oxford Canucks there uh, a couple weeks ago in our interview with him. That he was talking about uh, how you know he has the best problem in the world: which goalie you dress every night because all the goalies are playing well in the Oxford. Uh, franchise, but uh, it's the same thing with the Canucks jerseys. Like, well, it's the best problem in the world. I get to pick out of four or five gorgeous jerseys that I get to pick from as a Canucks fan. They're all not beautiful. every uh, not every franchise has that. Yeah, no, they're all beautiful. beautiful. No. They're all beautiful. 
You know, I just want to say that, uh, you know, whether it's the Lions or UBC or the Canucks and that, I, I just appreciate the opportunity that I'm given to go and be with these fans and these athletes and these coaches and these organizations put in a lot of work and make a lot of sacrifices away from their families. And I'm so thankful and grateful. I'm so grateful to all the fans that are there and that we all come together and we support these teams and show our love. And maybe we pick them up a little bit when, you know, give them that little extra and there's a little hit on the board or a little extra skate or a little run or a catch and that we all come together and we have such a wonderful time. I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And I love those fans. I love these organizations. And I really appreciate you two for having me on your show today. Crazy P, it's truly been an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Hopefully we can uh, touch base with you again in the future for some comments. All right. Well, that's great stuff from Crazy P there. And uh, definitely, you know, what a passionate guy, eh, Justin? Like, just an amazing yeah, guy. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's such a pleasure to talk to him. We want to thank him again for coming on. And we actually had a chance to confirm with Crazy P, we will be going to the Sunday, January 9th game. He will be in attendance. We're working that out with the Abbotsford Canucks to get him uh, get a couple seats there with us uh, in our front row seats. So he'll be there. Hopefully we can get the crowd fired yes, up absolutely. for an early game We don't know back. if he's bringing his drum yet, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll know sooner. We'll keep trying to yeah, encourage we'll keep, him to do keep, that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and yeah, so and tomorrow night we got the the Leafs in town, one of the hottest tickets of the year oh, for yeah. the Vancouver Canucks. I'll be there, and I'm very, very happy. I'm going to be sitting in a suite tomorrow night, so that's going to be an awesome game. But, uh, you know, I got to just touch back on the fact that for those of you that don't know, we really went through the jersey segment quickly. Yeah. The man across from me is wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey right now, and yeah, I, I spit in his direction. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I have every right to, to have one of these. Like I said, I spent – like the better part, the better part of ten years there, and uh, like I said, you live somewhere for long enough, you become part of it. You know, you, yeah, I know, I know. you know, and I, I, I'm, it's, it's, it's more or less in, in good fun that they're playing the Leafs tomorrow night, because, um, you know, they are such a hated franchise. And you know what's even funnier? I will say this: that the the, the Vancouver uh, fan base hates the Leafs so much and thinks this is massive rivalry. Mm-hmm. The, the Leafs aren't in on that joke. They don't know yeah. that. No, no, they, they're not. It's you, on their they, radar. they love Vancouver. They're like, oh, Vancouver yeah. is such a great place. Like, oh my God, Vancouver just, this, Vancouver that. It's really. I think it's just that every Canadian, other Canadian franchise uh, and city hates yeah. Toronto. It's just like a. It, it's funny because most of the people. Uh, but I say this: if you if you don't like Toronto, it's because you've never been there. Once once you've experienced it on a certain level. It's it's hard to hate it. Hate it. Uh, it, it, it. It's like it's like a New York for Canada. It, we're it gonna really agree is. to disagree on that one because I did spend seven years in Ontario, and I will say yeah, yeah. Toronto on, is whoa, not whoa, one of my favorite whoa, places. Whoa. Ontario is a lot different. If you go, if you, go, oh, I love if, Ontario. You go, you go ten minutes past Toronto, and I'm saying I love much. the rest of Ontario. I love Northern Ontario. They're my peeps, but Toronto just rubbed me the wrong way all the time. Um, regardless, so moving on from that, we want to talk to you. Actually, got a message from uh, one yes, of our followers. Yes, we did. So we, we did. try to get to the messages, folks. So if any, if you ever have a question for us, you yeah, want us you to can, cover on air, you can send us messages through social media. You can also call us at 604-851-6307, 604-851-6307. In case you weren't able to jot that down, just go on to our Instagram or our Facebook at underscore Bush League or Bush League Radio on should, Facebook. Should, and we'll have that on there for you. Should we mention the tickets? 
That's right. So we're tonight we're giving away... If someone calls in, we're giving tickets away, yeah, right? we're going to give a pair of tickets away to the first caller to call in tonight. And you have to call in. Uh, be respectful. Yeah. Keep in mind, we have children listening. So yeah, and our families. Yeah, that's our probably, families That's probably listening. it, though. Please just a few children and families. Just, but just my family. The one family. His family. I don't, I don't even think my family's listening. They could care less. <laughs> well, should, so, we get to, should we get to that question? So, that's right. Um, I got this message. Uh, this is from my DM. This is from my personal DM uh, on Instagram uh, at Justin Orley Ten uh, BL. Yeah. Um, this was a direct message from uh, Drew in Maple Ridge. Let me just pull it up here. And uh, Drew, he says, "Hey boys, longtime Canucks fan here. Just wanted to touch base and ask you about Jack Rathbone and where he is with his development. I was at the first rain game a few weeks ago and thought he looked really solid out there." I know Juleson is up right now, but with players literally dropping like flies these days, do you see a scenario in which Rathbone makes his way back to the Canucks and possibly sticks? Thank you, Drew and Maple Ridge. Well, Drew, uh, I don't know. You want to? You want to? Barry, you want to take that one? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to I'll, dig into I'll, that. I'll, I'll close it. You know, so, sorry, I know Drew. You were asking that uh, from the uh, from BC over there, but I, I'd like to kind of field that question because I've I've been very invested in Jack Rathbone as a player this year. Um, I think that he's developing really well, and I definitely think we're going to see Jack Rathbone playing a uh, you know top six role in our well, I mean, there are, he's going to be playing a defensive role on the on the big club in the next couple of years. Here's the thing with Jack Rathbone right now: he had his opportunity in Vancouver. He did well, but he just didn't do great. I mean, uh, he had a good uh, preseason, really good training camp, looked really solid. So he's on the radar, and he's being developed. Um, but here's the thing. So I, when he went back down to Abbotsford, I thought that he was going to be down in Abbotsford for the rest of the season. He's played really well since he's been back in Abbotsford. He's had four points, including one goal. As a defenseman, that's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Now here's the thing with Rathbone. He can play both ways. He's very good offensive defenseman, very good defensive defensive defenseman. Excellent player, both 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 ways, um, and the Canucks will look at him to play. They, they, they could swap him in depending on injuries. So certainly, if there's injuries, they're going to bring him in. Now, with Juleson playing up there right now, here's the other thing I'll say on this: uh, Juleson, I feel like he's about to get a ticket up the highway himself. Last night's game in San Jose, uh, Cogliano got that goal. That brought them within one in the third period. That and the foot pass there. That yeah, the, the alley-oop yeah, that. Alley that was mishandled by Juleson. That was very noticeable. So he had a very he had a fairly strong game outside of that. A couple of noticeable bad plays, but that was extremely noticeable, and that's the kind of thing that gets you sent down from the big club. So I think he's going to be sent back down. I could see, uh, you know, I could see them swapping Rathbone. Yeah, but and the thing is, the reason why I say that that's a noticeable play is because you know that goes in. Now they're down by one goal. It's a whole new game now. And, you know, we're left uh, pinching fabric for, you know, 10 minutes there until JT Miller gets that goal. Well, I feel like Rathbone's a very inter interchangeable defenseman. Like you said, he can play he can play as a bottom uh, a bottom three defenseman or a bottom four defenseman or a, a top four defenseman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's very interchangeable. He's he's shown in habits for these capable of quarterbacking the power play. He's got that. He's got a bit of offensive uh, skill to him and he's just getting he's developing just more and more as as the games go on. So. I think I think Rathbone is almost a more logical situation. And as for him staying up permanently with the big club, well, I think this year especially, uh, it depends a lot on the health, like you say, the health factor. But with guys dropping like flies, I don't think mm. it's totally out of the question mm. or far-fetched for him not to spend uh, the majority of this season up with the big club. So yeah. there you go, Drew. That's uh, that's our answer on uh, yeah. Rathbone and Juleson for you there. Thank you, for, thank you very much for the message. It was a very good question. 
That's great. Yeah, so keep those coming, folks. Yeah. And uh, so that's a really good segue into the, I, I want to call this new segment, I want to do this every week, is the, the ups and downs, which is who's going up, who's coming down from the Vancouver Canucks to the Iverson Canucks. This week we had uh, Guillaume Brisebois uh, recalled by Vancouver. He did play in last night's game. I didn't really notice him too much, so you know we'll, we'll, that'll wait to see. Phil DiGiuseppe, yeah, you know, one of my say, favorite players. That's your guy. I was uh, gonna say he. I sent, I sent you a message the moment I saw that that, that yeah. come up on the ticker. So he got recalled by Vancouver earlier this week, but he still has yet to play in the Vancouver Canucks uniform that I've seen. So that'll remain to be seen as Maybe well. Maybe tomorrow night he's getting his start against the Leafs. That, that would be that's awesome. huge. That'd that's be huge. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so and then obviously with the Abbey Canucks update here, you know, two games in San Jose. Uh, that uh, you know, and one at one at the San Diego Gulls, the Anaheim affiliate, and uh, you know Bailey's back, man. Bailey's yeah. back. He's playing like the guy of old that we saw go up to. Well, Vancouver. he maybe he knows that that's the only way he's getting back is if he keeps. You know, he's got a, he's got a, he's got his two way game's got to improve. That's his thing. Right now is it, right now it's his two way game. Uh, he's got to, He's got to make sure that he plays both ends because sometimes when he's scoring, he's not playing on the back end. Yeah. When he's playing on the back end, he's not scoring. Yeah. He needs. He needs to find a healthy even flow there for his game, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Well, you've mentioned before, Justin, that your biggest issue with Bailey has been some of the bad penalties he gives up, and, and that's pass, probably and some of the some of the, some, some of the, the some of the some of the careless passes. But I mean, a careless pass, you know, you get a little pressure on you. I can't you can't really dump on someone for that. No, no. It's but like, but the bad penalty thing, yes, I, I I I've seen it a few times now. Yeah, and I actually noticed, and this is why I'm really praising him in the last couple of days, and why I say he's the the Bailey of old, but almost a new Bailey in the sense that he's drawing penalties now. Yeah, he's cleaned and, his game up. Yeah, he's cleaned it up quite a bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him go back up to Vancouver. But all that being said, but the Vancouver Canucks ha- uh, might not have a role for him right now with the way the team's playing. So yeah, there's a, there's an old saying with uh, with lineups and in hockey: don't fix it if it's not broken. Yeah, well, like I mean, that's why you see some guys in the playoffs, yeah. some veterans that sat out a game, and all of a sudden they go on a hot streak, and then they spend four or five games in the press box, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's just how it is. A coach doesn't want to switch something up, especially especially in must win situations, which yeah. I believe that is kind of every game for the Canucks now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like I say, I mean, he drew two penalties in the first uh, on Wednesday there, and the first one was a beautiful end-to-end skate. That was what we really loved from him in the first start of the season. So, I'm looking forward to seeing more from Bailey and as we go. He's tall; he's capable of doing that. With tall guys like that, they can take off. Well, they're saying he's registered as the fastest uh, skater in the HL right now. So. He'll probably make the. I don't know. If, uh, is the you know what? I can't believe I don't know this, but I'm not sure if the. I'm pretty sure the AHL will be holding some sort of All Star game. I don't know if they'll be doing a yeah. skills competition. Yeah, exactly. But I could see him definitely getting a call for a fastest skater, and be curious to see what the time is. Yeah, for sure. Well, like I say, they're kind of tracking that, and they've said that he is currently the fastest skater in the AHL. Um, so we split the road series with the San Jose Barracuda. We went two, and then we went two. Overall, two and four, two and two in the four game stretch with them. Two at home, two on the road. Uh, you know, it's good to get that split on the on the road there. But uh, you know, Vinny Arsenal playing great as well, uh, starting to play more of an offensive role in Abbotsford. Two goals in two games against the Bar- Barracuda. Yeah. That was pretty cool to see. Uh, goal on Wednesday uh, by oh, I posted that one on Instagram. Did you see that one? Uh, the yes, uh, I did. Actually, I did see that on Instagram. I saw it. Uh, you got off that beautiful a- AHL TV feed. I could see. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's right. It was not not the wow, cleanest, that's, that's, not the cleanest uh, feed. But hopefully, we can get the team to pr- produce the uh, official footage of that because that was one of those rare goals where you see the one one t- two teammates side by side. One takes the body with a gorgeous hit, and the other one takes the shot off of the puck from the from the hit. So big hit by Arsenal feeds the puck off. Yeah. Klimovic puts takes it puts 
Nice yeah. shot, top corner, short side. And yeah, it's it's yeah, it, 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 that play was it was it's a unique play because everyone was still kind of stunned from the hit, and uh, while 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 one guy's getting run over, Klimovich is already bearing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it all happened so fast before anyone before the, even the goalie knew what happened there. No, exactly. It was a really cool play, so I love that. Check it out on our Instagram. It's not a great feed, but it's just a great goal to watch. Um, so Vander Kane played in both games in San Jose. Your buddy there, your favorite. Yeah, yeah. You love well, that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Yeah, man. I mean, like. <laughs> You're not. I'm actually. I'm actually incredibly impressed that he that he um, reported and that he's playing and that he's you know he's actually trying out there. I mean, I don't think it hurts that he's still getting his his regular salary. So the amount of money he's playing for, you know, he and you know after that bankruptcy, uh, yeah. uh, that whole bankruptcy thing, I don't think he can afford I'll not to, afford not to not play. to take uh, to not to play on this contract. So yeah. I mean, you know, it's definitely a slice of humble pie for him. But good on him for you know fighting and sticking it out. Yeah, and you know he played well. He bunch of shots in the two games, and he had an assist on Sunday. But you know, overall, not overly noticeable for a caliber player like that who used to be an NHL All Star. Well, it's probably it's probably he's probably taking time to get to get to know the room. You know, he's kind of finding his room. Like you said, he had some shots on net, and uh, towards the end of the second game, he he got on the score sheet. You know, and in mm-hmm. a positive way, not a negative way. So. Who knows? Maybe we'll see more. We're gonna have to keep an eye on him. You know, if he starts lighting it up, you know, we're gonna be really eating our hat there on that one. But uh, mm-hmm. something we're gonna have to keep an eye on—that's for sure. Well, we definitely laid a slack into them boys in San Diego. There, uh, good crowd in San Diego. Yeah, uh, they do have a good crowd. Yeah, there was no attendance officially recorded for the game, but it sure looked like there were lots of people in the seats, and they were a really rowdy bunch, like like we have here in Abbotsford. So I was impressed. There's even like I, I'm pretty sure that I, I don't want to give too many shouts, but I've seen a lot of like you know on Instagram, I've seen a lot of gulls jerseys like girls and like yeah. rollerblades and stuff and you gotta understand there's only one other team really in san diego they lost yeah. the chargers to la so now and now they have the padres so during the during the regular season you know yeah. that's that they offset perfectly you know baseball doesn't baseball's yeah. from april to september so you know they've yeah. got they've got a quite the void there and I'm, they're filling it with the gulls and that's good good on them you know well it's just it's just such a difference from like uh the, the inland empire and how they're not drawing a crowd there with the Ontario Reign, which one of the best teams in our division. So clearly, it's a uh, geographical thing, I guess. I'm not sure. I mean, I mean the players, and, then, and you know what? The players do love, and the players do love playing in San Diego. Well, it's Luke Shen is one. City. Luke Shen is one of the guys that he's. That's how he revived his career. Was yeah. he? He got, he got sent to Anaheim, and he revived it by playing well in San Diego. He said it wasn't hard to do. Yeah. Well, uh, Spencer Martin. Now four oh one and one has started in three of the last four games. How about that for a guy who is the technically the third goalie on the team there about a, a couple a couple weeks back? He now has uh, you know one hundred and seventy three HL games going into this uh, season, and uh, you're twenty six years old. Is this suddenly a prospect for a backup goalie in Vancouver? Goalies always come out of nowhere, you know. When and when a goalie's hot, you got to ride him. That's what I always yeah. say. You know, like you know, you never sit a goalie after a shutout. You know. So I mean, who knows? Like, huh? like, like, uh, like Coach said, like he's got he's got three he's got three uh, good, goalies. good goalies. Like he's got a great problem to have. Yeah, so. but I, I would pre- I would predict we're definitely gonna see Spencer Martin one of the games this weekend, and uh, I mean undefeated in regulation. So let's see if that keeps up. Yeah, yeah, that's something we definitely have to keep an eye on yeah. because you know the goalie situation in Vancouver and Abbotsford has never looked better really. No. Well, a couple shout-outs there. Uh, Pat, uh, Patan with seven-game point streak uh, since coming down to Abbotsford here. He's been playing great. Uh, the power play, seven for 17 in the last five games in Abbotsford. Whew. Sounds like there sounds like things are going in the right direction. And as yeah. for Patan, I just want to say this. He's my pick for captain. 
Yeah, well, I, I just think he's going to play too much in Vancouver this year. That's the yeah, problem. but ha- I mean, has he though? He well, I, I but you're right. We do if they're going to pick a cap, they're going to pick a guy that's that's pretty much there. You he's got to be there. Like, and I, I don't know. I feel like Sheldon Dries or Sheldon Rempel are probably going to be front runners for that captaincy right now. Oh, Bailey, Bailey. You know, I know Bailey wants to make that no. wants to make the big club, but he's getting he's getting closer to thirty than he is twenty. So yeah, you well, know, maybe it's time to accept that role as a captain. Well, remains to be seen. Um, so the Abbey record now back above five hundred, and they're in the top four of the division standings, where where they truly belong. We've said this since the start; they are one of the top teams in the division. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're in Henderson, Nevada, playing the Silver Knights this weekend. Home of the Cat House. Meow. Yeah. So uh, that'll be available on HL TV uh, tomorrow and Sunday, both at four p.m. Uh, Silver Knights are coming off two wins over Tucson. Uh, not that that's anything to really brag about. Uh, they are three points ahead of us in the standings. So if we sweep the the series, we will move into third place in the division. So that's pretty cool to look at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it looks like things are moving in the right direction for the Abbey Canucks. That's uh, yeah. the way it should be. That's right. Then we're going to be back at home for two games against the Tucson Roadrunners Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be at both games. I'm really looking forward to it before Christmas. And, uh, yeah. So four Abbey Canucks games leading up to Christmas. That's pretty cool. Lots yeah, of, yeah. I mean, and, hey, and guys, if uh, you know you're looking for something to do next week, you know, I know a lot of you have time off, uh, pending restrictions and whatnot. You know, I'm sure that you could get your hands on a ticket to. And you know what? Uh, you could even you know hit us up if you need yeah. tickets. You know, um, well, we are thing- we are um, we are giving a t- set away. Well, there's that, that hashtag FEMA21 as yeah, well. Get in on all that. All sorts of ways to win tickets yeah. to these upcoming games. Call in tonight. We have a pair of tickets going to the first, to anyone that calls in tonight. So there's another one. Or, uh, But yeah, like I say, and we've got, uh, I'd like to, you know, uh, just going back to the games, I'd like to see them pull three or four wins out of that if we can. You know, that'd be great. Yeah. The next four. Yeah. And yeah. the Roadrunners, like the Roadrunners, uh, we, we underestimated them last mm-hmm. time. And quick shout out to Nick on the membership services team. He's been helping me with uh, some extra tickets for some friends and and getting some things arranged for Crazy P. And I got to tell you that membership team is flawless. So if you're considering season tickets with the Abbotsford Canucks, definitely give it a go because these guys are great. Um, so you know, moving off of that, Orly, I noticed you had something posted on your Instagram that caught my eye. <laughs> it was you with a DJ, and was that Taylor Hall? Yeah, I see? that's me, my buddy uh, Eric, uh, DJ ESP out in Toronto. Great DJ. He's actually from Hamilton originally. Uh, I was helping him work a show at uh, Pub on King Street called Belfast Love. I think uh, it was the year after uh, Halsey won his um, MVP with the Devils, and uh, mm-hmm. came up, bought us a drink, said he loved the tunes we were, we were spinning, and uh, of course we had to snap a photo with him. You know, yeah, guy's a beauty. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, hey, I wanted to mention, take a second just with the with the holiday season upon us. just want to take a minute to remind everyone, you know, not to drink and drive. Uh, there are plenty of alternative options available. And also, uh, causes near and dear to both of our hearts is the food banks. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Archway, Archway Abbotsford Food Bank here in Abbotsford. And every community in Lower Mainland has a different food bank. Just go on Google, do, uh, look them up, and donate this season. And they need things more than just food. There's also diapers they need. There's all sorts of – there's toys you can donate as well. There's there's not just – it's not just yeah. food they Clothing, need. Stuffed Clothing, stuffed animals. Uh, stuffed yeah. animals like the – I mean – Look yeah. at all the teams that do teddy bear tosses. You know, where do you think uh, those go, right? So, you know, anything you can give or donate, you know, these these organizations really need it right now, especially right now. They need it year-round, but especially yeah. right now they need it. And if you're looking to get into the holiday spirit this year, uh, Galaxy 7, 7 Theatre Production here in Abbotsford is doing a production of This Wonderful Life at the Abbotsford Arts Centre tonight at 7.30 and tomorrow at 2 and 7.30. 
there's also Cascadia's Christmas Party Concert is happening at Masqui Centennial Auditorium on Sunday from 3 to 5. So check those out. Get lots, the of fun, lots of fun holiday things to do around town yeah, this get, weekend. Yeah, get the family out there. So <laughs> from that to uh, the, the COVID protocols in China. So uh, should, be these, should these NHL players be it's going? It's looking more and more like they're not going to go. Yeah. Like I saw a thing with Gary Bettman where it was all about safety, and he said safety probably a little bit, and concern concern and safety I think were said about twenty or thirty times in about two minutes. Yeah, well, that's so, covering. So I I don't think I, honestly. Okay, well this this is what I'm hearing. So if a player tests positive, they are going to have to stay for up to five weeks in China. Okay. Yeah. Now and until they can get two two of negative tests in twenty four hours, mm-hmm. uh, and some. So, do you really think NHL teams are going to be able to lose players for up to three weeks after the Olympics? No, absolutely not. There's no way. And this isn't exactly like some like glamorous country. This is communist China. Yeah. That they're going to be staying locked in. And not only, not only communist China, they're going to be staying locked in a room. So there's no television. There's no movies. There's no entertainment. Well, this is also a game that's already ripe with controversy from the get-go, where, where you know the uh, most of the Western governments are taking a political uh, yeah, stance they're, yeah, and they're political not, they're boycott. Not sending, yeah, they're not sending any representatives. So, if they're going to send politicians, why are we sending uh, you know our elite athletes who have? I, I a think lot this to is lose? I think this is one of those things that just has to happen. That has to mm-hmm. they they have to they have to pull out. I mean, yeah. honestly, as much as I love international hockey, I mean, those of you who really know me know I love my international hockey. I absolutely love it. I've been to. I've been to two World Cups. I've been to an Olympics. I've been to four World Juniors. I've I've seen everything but a World Championship in my time. And I absolutely love the fact with the, that the Olympic players are going back to the Olympics, which where I think they should be. But I think in this particular situation, just because of that whole five-week hold in a communist country, um, I think um, I think mm. this would be one of those situations where they have to do the thing that's that that's best for the ownership and the fan and the local fan bases here in the NHL, and mm. uh, just withhold the players and. Yeah, reset well, reset in four years, you know? I agree. And, um, I mean, we don't want to go out on such a sad note. So let's talk about this NHL team money evaluation list that came out. Oh, the money evaluation. Yeah, you wanted to touch on that. so Well, I mean, yeah, it. let's mention it. I mean, I don't think it's any surprise that uh, five, five, of the, um, five of the original sixes are in the top five. And yeah. I'm just going to pull up the actual list here. And um, while you're doing that, I wanted to mention that back in the our prime there when we were uh, winning presidents cups cups here we were, in Vancouver, we were uh, in that number six or seven spot. Yeah, we I believe I, I believe we were either sixth or fifth or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But this is the evaluations, and it's no surprise the Rangers are in the top spot with the two two they, the first hockey team to hit two billion evaluation, and if, also no surprise the Leafs are next one point eight. You know, seeing how we've been talking about the Leafs. We've been talking about the Leafs so much. Um, and then, of course, you got the Montreal Canadiens. Another, I mean, two Canadian teams in the top three. I think that says a lot about uh, our fan base. And then you have uh, Chicago in fourth, Boston in fifth. And the real surprise, I think, would be that you see the Flyers in sixth and Edmonton in seventh. Edmonton has, I mean, I know they have a brand new arena and they got McDavid and Dreisaitl. And they sell a lot of jerseys. Well, it's the Gretzky era too, right? Like you got to remember I, that. I think I need for because Edmonton's not considered a, exactly a big market team, but I think no. for them to be that highly evaluated, I think they're doing something good. In it. They're doing well, something right. They've been right doing a lot of great things for a very long and time. That in new Edmonton. building apparently is like next level, state of the art. I haven't been to it yet, but I do want to be there. Um, I just do want to mention as well that uh, the Red Wings of all teams are in ninth instead of sixth or you know seventh or eighth you know 
Uh, I think that's kind of funny. And the Red Wings actually have uh, had a change. It's uh, t- only 28% versus Edmonton Oilers had a 100% change year over year. So that just shows you that obviously Detroit's falling down the list there. But but uh, they have a new building. That's what I don't understand. They yeah. have a new building. I mean, they have not done well since 2010, 11, or whatever it is. They've, they've mm-hmm. had about 10 years of real dismal play. So maybe it has something to do with attendance is why they're not evaluated so high. But I think it's kind of sad on Detroit's part. And then let's just mention where the Canucks are at because the Canucks, I mean, they're in the behind middle. Behind the Seattle Kraken. What right a surprise. Behind, oh, like, it doesn't sucks. make sense to me. But I guess it's a brand new arena. We're, we're, the Seattle Kraken are, are evaluated at $875 million and the Canucks are at $825 million. So we're, we're crawling up there. We're sniffing, we're sniffing yeah. their, the trail, you know, like yeah, we're right behind them. But you can see that on our one-year change stats is 14%. So, you know, the Canucks are – we've been a valuable team for a very long time, and there's been a lot of talk around that. But I think just with this season being such a, a slow start, I think really impacted that stat. Because leading up to this being actually released there a couple of weeks ago, we were not exactly looking great. We didn't go on that six-game run yeah. yet, right? So, well, I mean, there, we were only going to sell out so many more games until uh, they started getting up there. Uh, I kind of want to mention one more thing. There's a couple more things I kind of want to mention. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I heard an interesting interview with Connor McDavid, how he has a heated driveway and he doesn't shovel snow. What a guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's from Newmarket, a place in Canada that gets also a lot of snow. Like, what a vet move. Like, just the heated driveway. Just wakes yeah. up and there's no snow in his driveway. I'm yeah. sure his neighbors hate him. Or oh. they don't. Actually, that's a lie. His neighbors probably love him. But they probably look at his driveway and they're just like, oh, why didn't we do that? I don't know. You why, know? why isn't that more of a thing? I don't know. I bet I, you know what? I guarantee you that we see more of it now that uh, McJesus is uh, in, endorsed, endorsing. I also have a notable, I have my honorable mention. I actually yeah. have a dishonorable mention too. So I have two honorable mentions. Uh, McDermott from the Avalanche fighting Ryan Reeves of the Rangers mm-hmm. and not only giving him a good go. And, uh, you know, it, he's not known as really a fighter, but he is a big guy. He's a 6'5", six, 6'5", five, six, five mutant, you know, like it wasn't exactly light light meal for uh revo and uh yeah i'd say he got the better of him so beating a beating a seasoned uh tough guy like revo that's uh hats off also i want to uh also want to mention the prestige worldwide uh my hockey team i meant to even having uh our christmas party tonight so i want to say hi to the boys that give them a shout out and i have one more dishonorable mention i gotta mention i don't want to pick on chicklets i know we've been talking about chicklets a lot but um so they were talking about the league they were talking about the team evaluations and they asked biz uh, which team out of the, the original six that he thought would was was not ranked in the top five, and uh, his answer was Edmonton, who mm-hmm. is not even close to an original six. They are actually the WHA expansion yeah. uh, additive there. So uh, I don't know. Biz is pretty bang on with his stuff. You know, he says some funny things and butchers a few words, but uh, I think oh, that was a real ball drop for them. And the, 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 he, yeah. but you know what, the guys on the show let him have it for that one. Yeah, so, no, and so, so they should. I mean, <laughs> but it was things. funny. I had a good laugh. I was like, "Oh my god," you know. You know, we know that we as a we as an organization. Yeah, like, we all. Everyone makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. So, you know, I, my my like shout out is I want to say I want to just call note to the fact that the Canucks are now one game below five hundred, and if you look at the standings, they're one. You know, they win one tomorrow, depending on how all the other results go. Yeah. They could be in ninth place in the in the Western Conference. That's one out so of. So now we're suddenly in a playoff picture, just like that. St. Louis Blues. Yeah, boot. Yeah, it's just Bruce. There it is. So Bruce, there it Bruce, is. There it is. All right. So okay. there it is. That is all the time that we have. Bruce, Bruce there week. it is, guys. Bruce, there it is. So I guess, uh, yeah, I guess happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everyone, and um, that's all the time we have today on Bush League with Beast and the Bear. You're listening to 101.7 FM Radio Civil Radio in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley. 
located on the traditional unceded territory. Yes. Okay. Why, well, <laughs> <laughs> why are you repeating what I'm saying? I, I don't like know. a ventriloquist over here. What's know. going on? All right, all right. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave you guys on that note. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, guys. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll see you guys uh, in the new year.